Hi, I'm Deepak Madnani, entrepreneur, problem solver, and amateur barista. I am on a mission to help forward-thinking entrepreneurs succeed and grow by understanding two simple rules. Crisis is a clarity opportunity, and the question is never really the question. Today, I am putting my barista skills to the test and sharing a cup of coffee with resilient problem solvers from all over the world. Let's get started. In this episode of Deepak Has Coffee, we hear part two of my interview with Pat Dwyer, founder and director of The Purpose Business. In part one, Pat shared how she transitioned from a corporate career to an entrepreneurial lifestyle and the biggest challenges she encountered along the way. We discussed the highs and lows of creating a sustainable business, why entrepreneurs wait so long to hire, how to build a team that aligns with your vision. You can hear part two of the interview on the next episode of Deepak Has Coffee where Pat returns to discuss how your own purpose is infused into your company values and how your team must be in alignment in order to be successful. During this conversation, we explore how to keep your team motivated, how to create and enforce boundaries, and the top indicators your team is in alignment with your vision. And now, part two of my interview with Pat Dwyer. So as entrepreneurs, so this double-edged sword, right? We have this talent, and then we're almost going to make ourselves feel guilty because, you know, or give ourselves pressure because, you know, we have to grow, we have to do this, you know, actually what's happened is over the years as a, we don't know what we don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's just building a business right now, to be honest, six, seven years into this. Yeah. You know, to do it, you may not be the best person, in all aspects of it. And you get, ideally what should happen is you should get somebody who loves to do those aspects of it and you yes. let them run that. And then, but throughout this journey is the awareness of what parts of this do I really love to do that I'm really creating? I'm going to use the word magical impact. So I have, a, I have this mm. model that I talk about, the three-star model, three, four, five, and we know five-star, right? Three-star hotel, four-star hotel, five-star hotel. I'm encouraging people, well, you should all be in six-star mode. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's great. So I'm pushing the entrepreneur further, right? So where is it that you create magical impact? You know, a lot of the times you do it so naturally that you don't recognize it, but everyone's just like, what is this person, a magician? You know, but for you, it's just normal. It's just not even normal. I mean, think about it. It's like tiny. You don't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so impactful. It's like, whoa, you know, and you should be protecting that. Spend more time in that zone. Okay. And it's just like me, you know, there's a lot of similarities I see. I don't like managing people, but I love leading people. It's such a difference, Mm, nuance. Yes. So are you going to tell me about what you're going to do day to day? No. Okay. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, there are people who are soldiers, there are people who are generals, and then they're leaders. And I'm, this is just a rough kind of analysis. Okay, I'm just using whatever, an analogy. But there are people who are amazing at being soldiers. I'm like, you are just amazing. It's like a strategic assistant. You are just insane, right? You love to... You're a machine. You know, yeah. you love to keep things organized. I can't even fold my socks. You know, I'm just... <laughs> you know, for example, right? But, but can I inspire? Can I lead? Can I see the vision? Can I, can I see the opportunity within the mess? You know, definitely, Right. And then am I excited to work with the right people? For sure. So it's about almost how are we repositioning ourselves? It's always an adjustment, right? Mm. Um, How are we repositioning ourselves? I almost feel we should be hitting reset every eight months or 15 months. Kind of like what COVID's given us, you know? How do you, I mean, you've gone through this far more times than I have. And that's still an interesting kind of process to go through because we know, we all know we should be hitting a reset, whether you're an entrepreneur or Mm. not. Mm. But as an entrepreneur, totally strapped with resources. And, you know, we talked about this many times. Do you get a chief 
CEO, I don't know, a COO, a right oh, so hand, in operations, somebody who loves the operations. operations. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the chief of staff. And I've dreamt of having that person. I am so excited that she starts two weeks from now. Yeah, for you, yeah. And, you know, and when she said, oh, I've got three months notice, I'm like, I've waited for you literally since day one. I don't mind another three yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, jury's not out yet. My husband's yeah. like, okay, so you can breathe after the 7th of June. I'm like, well, hmm, I don't know. Ask me in September, you yeah. know, because how do you reset when you're in the weeds? And this goes for any yeah. entrepreneur. If you're running your one yeah. cafe, you're running six Absolutely. restaurants, you're running whatever, right? And yeah. it's the, you have to have that 20, what did we learn in Harvard? Like 20% of your time should be visioning and all that. And you can see you need that time, Yeah. but you're signing contracts and you're negotiating this and you're sweetening this client and you're managing well, well, let, two let new me, people. Let me ask you something, Pat. I don't mean to cut you off, but let me ask you something. Let's say the last year, we're a year into COVID effectively. I mean, maybe a little more, right? Okay, whatever, 15 right. months COVID, right? Absolutely. How much in terms of how you describe the negative impact how much is, has the negative impact affected your business? I mean, is there a scale? Is there a percentage? Is there, you know, how much of that has affected your business? Because COVID is like the worst thing that happened to any, most people, unless you're like Amazon or a tech company, right? Let's just say that, right? <laughs> or delivery. <laughs> yeah, deliver, right? Okay, let's just say, right? But let's just say out of your business, assuming it's been hit negatively, okay? Assuming. How much of it has been impacted negatively? 50%, 80%, 20%? Looking back in the last 15 months. I'd say 30%. Right? Yes. Yeah. You know, it's not that bad. I mean, it is bad, but Context, in the grand right? scheme of things, absolutely. Yeah. What if you Again, were in the travel industry, right? What if you're in the travel industry, right? Yeah. My goodness, if I was still in Shanghai, I'd be shot by now. You know, you'd be first to go for right? sure. So, so, so I'm just saying 30% out of all those activities that you say bug you down, 30% impact in the worst market in the world, right? So, if I was to have told you three years ago, so it was before COVID, you know, typically entrepreneurs speak so busy and I have no time to reassess, you know, all these tools are great, Deepak, you know, how do we apply them? You know, it's unrealistic. I would say, you know what, Pat, if the world was to stop, your business would only be impacted 30%. You know, so Pat, never actually, believe that. Never, A, you never believe that. And B, I would have also told you, you probably only need to be doing 50 to 80% of what you're actually doing. Mm. Okay. So there's these two aspects I call the comfort zone and the denial zone, okay? Mm. Where it's almost like we have to keep busy because that justifies to ourselves that we're being useful. Yeah. Okay? Number one. So it's almost then, it's not almost now. Now it's about looking at the activities that you're doing and saying, how much of these activities do I really need to do? Yeah. That are actually impacting the business. Yeah. And when I say impacting the business, it's also impacting how you impact. You. Yeah. yeah you, right? Yeah. Versus, yeah, you know what? I could have taken 10%, 15%, 20% more time of my life to exercise because that's energizing or meditate or, you know, yoga or mental health, you know, all kinds of things that we know is just so important today, right? I mean, nobody can deny this today. I'm not trying to convince you, but I mean, this is our experience, right? It's incredible. I mean, if you think about what is the true value of what you do? You know, so, and what is your value as well? There was this Renee Brown's Dare to Lead, or was it Unlocking Us? I can't remember. Yeah. There's a rule of 555, which is her questioning herself. It faced with an issue, not a massive challenge, but not trivial, whatever it is. You can take yeah. it on a daily basis in business. Is it going to affect you in the next five minutes, five weeks, five years? 
you know, you're sweating the small stuff and we know that. We know that. And then we know it. And you are still sweating the small stuff. You know, I am currently sweating the mm. small stuff. I know that on my deathbed, I'm not going to regret it. It's not even mm. going to matter. I always say kind of your stage, your drama. When people mm. say, but, you know, in, in light of other businesses, imagine we're really lucky. Well, don't downplay that because that's your value too. You know, that is your drama right now. But how quickly do you move and get over it? Or have you spiraled, which yeah. is the fear? And I think for me, it is... What is the value of what you do, your time? Like, this is, again, going to sound a little bit trite, but we've always talked about getting a dog, never really got around to doing it because you travel and all that. Bit cliche, got a COVID dog. But the fact that you have to get up and walk the dog, you and I would work six hours straight. No issue. Get on these calls. Fantastic. But because she has to go out and she reminds me that I have to go out. Mm. Because I have to stop. And what I've tried to do, I now have this thing of, I will try my best not to get on calls when I'm walking her. Because Mm. that is actually my timeout. Because in between your calls, you need a reset. It's so small an adjustment. And Mm. I'm very fortunate that TPB, the perfect business, is 99% dog owners. (laughs) So we we also have our meetings and dog parks and things like that. But again, that's just how we work, right? And then can you, although what I haven't cracked, I was going to say, is this minimum input, maximum output. I'm still not there. I am somewhere between what is your true value and the impact that you want to make. But, you know, a day at a time. I'll give you a simple model there. That was a great share, by the way. Go on. I'll give you a simple model there, okay? So I have a coach now. So I've been through the whole Tony Robbins, Robin Sharma. Robin Sharma is a beautiful Robin son. Sharma. So yeah, I, I have yeah. a lot of time for Robin Sharma. I go visit him twice a year when we could travel Okay, during his, wow. uh, his camps. And Tony Robbins is also great. But again, he's intense, right? So again, it's a different, <laughs> it's a different market. Okay. And I had a coach from him for a while. I had other business coaches. And now I'm, I'm a group, uh, part of a group with uh, strategic coaches called a guy called Dan Sullivan. Okay. I can share his podcast links later. I'm going to have him on the show at some point as well. So what I do is I have my own tools on the growth edge, but I also take and adapt other people's tools. Okay. We're just, we're mm. just adapting. Right. And Dan Sullivan has this tool that's about reflecting on your experiences. And if you could reflect on an experience under three categories, A is magical, effortless, massive impact. Okay. B a little harder, but you know, good impact. C was so hard to do, but you still impacted. Now below C, forget about it. Other. Yeah, yeah, just just don't, don't even go there. You know, people try to microanalyze life. Time. <laughs> and I'm like, we're, we're entrepreneurs. We want to be where A is. Yeah. And we want to figure out what's happening in B, you know, and C, do we really need to be doing that? So what did I do over COVID? The first thing I did, because I was coached, you know, so I started coaching people more. I was, I was running masterminds every week right. and then every two weeks. Okay. And then because there was no work to do, my business was shut down basically for three, four months. But now if you ask me how much COVID impacted my business, even though we were shut down for three months, I was down only 10%. So while, you know, the whole staff had contributed salaries, you know, less timing, mm. I paid it all back because I was like, I mean, business is back to normal. This so, is it. Yeah, so, People need it more than ever. I mean, but it's like, take your salaries, right? I don't need it. I mean, <laughs> that would have just been savings. Maybe I was like, hey, this is great. Everyone's working again and business is back. Let's go. You know, here, take your salaries back. Awesome, right? Although we had to shrink, but I was trying not to let go of people, right? So we yeah. had to reduce staff and all that. But it was amazing. And so interesting looking back during the hardest time, but I went back into coaching. I started, co- I never coached my teams. So I started coaching mm-hmm. my teams formally. And we also got prepared. We use Microsoft Teams in China and mm-hmm. all that, okay? And, you know, the Asian culture is a lot more introverted. Yep. 
But clients today have commented, like, so this year they've commented, hey, you guys are so great on Zoom. And they're not being, you know, kind of racist or something and saying, oh, you know, Asians are usually injured. They're not. What they're saying is that you guys are are impressive as a global team, as even Asians, as English isn't the first language, mm. versus our teams over here in Europe and the US. They're like, wow, you guys are just swinging with this. And I realized that the coaching's helped, you know, but we were coaching on the calls. Yeah. Right? But A, the coaching's helped, but B, they also got used to this medium. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So, so I went into what my superpower was, which is leading teams and growing teams and, you know, solving a big problem together. And we've also realized We've gone through this exercise as a team and we do it every quarter now and we adjust and we say, where are we magical? Let's just stick to where we're magical, you know, and where the B's need adjustment. And if the C's, you end up realizing it's that 80-20 principle, 80% of your time being spent for 20% of the result, you don't need to be doing that. Now, the scary thing will be, I'm going to have more time. Yeah. yeah so we, no, we can talk sure. about that later, but, you know, but then again, yeah, have more time. You know what? Get your dog. Exactly. Go, take Friday afternoon off. Guess what? When you're rested, you're more creative. Fine. If you, if you want to justify that to somebody, I'm saying when you're rested, you're more creative. You'll have a happier family life. Okay. That to me, now we're getting into purpose, you see? Absolutely. I was just going to say, this is really why you get up. Like, what is that impact you want to make? And I, even I within our that, own Pat. team. Yeah. Pat, mm. I forgot that. But, you know, purpose is, I mean, this is what we say, right? So vision is where you want to go. And mission is what you do. So what you do, you could be running a cafe today and then tomorrow you could be selling, you know, Starbucks could be selling something else, let's say. But your why does not change. Why you do what you do. It's as you and I kind of learn throughout your courses, but also in Harvard, that's always been within you. And I will share this because remember when we had to write, attempt our purpose statement in mm -hmm. Dana's class in Harvard? I still kept that posted. In fact, I should pull it out. It's there somewhere. And you said you love and you thrive growing teams, leading teams. I think there is, if I put it back now, I wrote it there. I said to ignite the fire so you can light up the room. And to me, it's every single person, smaller scale, but you know, I'm not big scale. I'm very one-on-one. -on -one. Even in my friends, I don't like big groups. I am actually smaller groups and very much one-on-one. -on -one. So I find that if you take that and then you go back to one of the things I was sharing earlier, you know, we don't mind sinking the time working with people who want to transition into sustainability and equipping them. It's extraordinary to see some of the younger ones and how they run our projects today. And they run, right. you know, our youngest is 24, our oldest is 64. Mm. And when they're in a project, it's bonkers, but... You know, it's wonderful to see how they both, there are no ages, no levels of experience. It's just wisdom brought by different kind of backgrounds and different experiences, right? So to me, I am able to wake up every morning and say, am I igniting the fire with this person? And maybe I don't check that. I don't use that as a check enough. But every opportunity, you know, people sometimes in the team ask me, how do you choose who sits on what project? I mean, of course, the answers to that are, skills and bandwidth and fit with a client and all that but you can also see who's going to shine with this client and how mm -hmm. is he going to grow this person you know it's almost you have experienced parenting i don't you know it's good for the kid 
kid doesn't want to do it. <laughs> the other side looks so good, but the kid has to journey. And yeah. you know, I have my kids kind of saying, "Oh, don't want to do this client. Don't want to do phase one and phase yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so good after that. And it's just the way they shine is extraordinary. So, I mean, there's, hope- there's clearly a strong training capability within you as well, Pat. Which is I a, think it's that I do, you know, yeah. this chief COO and all that. I really want her to just take this on so I can come back to that yeah. because I feel like that that's going to kill my light and it's going to dim my light if I don't do it. So, yeah, wherever things become frustrating is what needs outsourcing clearly, you know, or needs needs a solution for. Mm. You, know? you become very harmful if you keep yeah, on yeah, holding yeah. on to it because you're not the best at it. You're right. Yeah. My journey was, I clearly lost the purpose goal, you know, and I went back into it with the launch of Paperclip. That was a big thing for me, right. even, though that's, even though that's like shut down now. But that kind of reminded me of why I'm here, what I want to mm-hmm. do. And now it's about bringing that into the businesses that I run. And I always struggled with, how do I bring that in? How do I bring that in? And then COVID suddenly just brought that in for me. There you go. Because I just went straight into, there's no three aspects of Deepak, you know, it's just, yeah, he's the coaching (laughs) leader that runs businesses, right? Yeah. And And it uh, had to be a physical manifestation that was that space, but it's still the same. You just took out the doors, literally, right? And look how you freed yourself, literally, from the confines of it. Yeah. Pat, we are getting close to the end of time, but I want to ask you something that will help male entrepreneurs, because I know you were touching on being a female entrepreneur and challenges that you face. So clearly there's, there's a lot of privilege from my side of the world, even though I still face challenges being Indian and, you know, not of other nationalities that, you know, tend to have extra privilege, but let's forget all that for a second. Let's, let's talk about, well, A, being a woman entrepreneur, B, Filipino, and I know in Hong Kong, as you were saying this, you know, there's this discrimination and, and all that stuff. And I'm not bringing this as a last point. I wanted to get your journey first. Okay. And so mm-hmm. maybe we should talk about this, but just in terms of, you know, shining a light, you know, making someone like me more aware of what's going on, you know, what don't I see that I should be seeing, you know, as a responsible male business owner. A really good way of phrasing it. What do you not see? Because there's no judgment, right? This is about being awakened. Yeah. Right? yeah there's yeah. no judgment here, right? I guess it goes back to, I'm not saying that all men are egotistical, but we all have an ego, right? Yeah. But this whole thing of a threat to the traditional self-value of traditional male business leaders, let's just narrow it down to that. Mm-hmm. Anyone who competes regardless of gender, is a threat to that ego. So we go back to how do you value yourself? You know, Why are you so insecure, right? And then when it's a woman, because you traditionally have not seen that path, men are even more uncomfortable. And then we're emotional. And then we got menopause. And then we got, you know, all the issues that we bring. And we are not used to seeing us in the pipeline. I understand is really a flip of the mindset. For men, I don't blame the men for being the way they are because society has been structured that way. So what are you not seeing? Mm. It's just, this is just another person with a different set of experiences. Mm. And in fact, as you said earlier, the things that drain you, you really should not be spending time on. 
women are so good with some of those. I'm not. I mean, I have nine mothers in my team. The fact that they can discipline us and say, right, seven to nine, I will review this and I'll pass it on to someone else. All the singletons and the people with no kids, we adjust to them because when they say they're done, they're done. Who's slacking off? The people without children Mm -hmm. because I'll go have a drink or I'll play golf and I'll go and do that. So don't be threatened by the difference in the experience. And then you have the men who are allies, right? You have the men who believe in this. I think you guys need to go out more and convert because the last thing we want is another, sorry, but another women's day or another women's forum or another yeah. women's yeah, sorry yeah, foundation you. or group, right? Because yeah. I don't need... That's it. not well, the point. Yeah, it's correct. the point almost. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. need women to hear this, particularly in Asia, sure. But yeah. I need more men to carry this. Yeah. You know, so even things like manuals and stuff like that, it just seriously name me you a woman like, who like what? Sorry, you mean things sorry, like manuals. What's a, a manuals? A male panel. Oh gosh, yes. Oh gosh. Oh, Deepak, you should be championing oh, this no, now. No, right? I know. It's hilarious because how many? Oh my god. I'm not gonna dig. No, 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 no. This is women's it. rights. See, I'm not. <laughs> and there's like six men on the thing, and I'm like, what? <laughs> And this is why I am delighted to have broken the mold and be your first female oh, guest. Yes, am I yes. am I your third now? So I think you're okay. But if you got to six or seven, oh, I bet totally, no. Lily, I mean, Diana, all of us are just going to boycott you because <laughs> that's not right. Remember, we didn't raise you to be that. Remember my excuse, right? <laughs> oh, because the women are busy. I'm sorry. The women are yeah, busy. We have multi-levels of our lives. I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> Uh, we have you can cut that out inside joke there (laughs) there you go but no um it's so interesting because the businesses that i run are i think 70 percent female by hiring and it's Mm. and uh by leadership position i think they're probably 80 percent it's just so interesting i'm clearly also also guilty of this right because i don't know what i don't know right i'm being a man right and um Mm. and i have to know but you need to know Right. As you said, and, you know, just be open to it, as you said, and allow the different capabilities and the experience. But I think also, then let me speak for the men is to raise your awareness to where are your blind spots then when something like this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Even things like, you know, admitting insecurity. So a question is asked, a man will say, you know, that what, what is it? There's a job and the number of men who would apply for it, not knowing anything about it. And then yeah. the women will spend hours and hours reading about it. And then we'll decide I'm not going to go for it. Yeah. But to show up and just say, I don't know. Yeah. But within a second, come back with an answer because you sought the right answer. I'd rather that. But mm. most men are just going to be cooking up the answer just right there. Mm. And, you know, or things like, so I, I think I mentioned to you that I'm on the board of Enrich, which is a nonprofit in Hong Kong working on financial literacy of migrant domestic workers. And we have, we're in the thick of all the issues and discrimination at the moment, right? But if you go back two years ago, 2018, 2019, we put out a report that attempted the first time talking about value to value care. How much is the caring economy? And if you put in the number of dual income households that are able to run because you have a helper, the fact that you can take care of the elderly, the fact that you can have a dog because the helpers will walk your pet, right? It was at least 3.6% of Hong Kong's GDP 
Amazing. That was the value of care. And that's not a perfect number. I'm sure it's more than that, but sure. that's what we've been able to monetize. Oh gosh. That's I mean, more, yeah. right? And and that's more than the automotive sector of Hong Kong. Mm. That's more than many industries. And yet, care is something that now, post-COVID, we all know very well. Yeah. You yeah. guys know very well. Yeah. That, my yeah. God, schooling your children on Zoom yeah. and having yeah. food on the table and all that. So there is that thinking of, what truly is your value and what do you bring, whether that's a business setup? And again, it's genderless. It's just mm. people being people being people, as you said, how we started this conversation, right? The yeah. quality of people, how you work well together and how how you reinforce each other's purpose. But there is a big awakening going on. And you know, we cannot operate just like our businesses pre-COVID. We cannot operate in the comfort zone. We cannot mm. operate in the denial zone. You know, this is happening with entrepreneurs' mindsets, but this is happening with the world. Okay. Yeah. So, Pat, you keep doing what you're doing because it's so important, right? And I hope today you realize that, you know, you're clearly on the right track, right? Just own it, right? Thank you. I, yeah, I guess this was part validation, but part, I know, thank you for giving me the space to, to ask you the questions too. I mean, yeah, this is, remember, I know yeah, this is just a conversation. Yes. This is just a conversation because actually we know it, but it's, you know, when we speak about it, then we really know it. Right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's for about sure. the space. Pat, in closing, how do people reach you? What would you like them to know about what you do? Look, anyone is able to practice being profitable and purposeful. You know, we always argue that with clear purpose, there is no way that you can run an irresponsible business. Mm. You know, if you know your purpose and know the impact you want to make, you're not deliberately going to shaft your suppliers. You're not deliberately going to withhold whatever dividends to your shareholders or fair pay to your people, right? So the problem is we have a false sense of purpose from time to time. So whether that's a church group, whether that's a listed company, whether that's a small NGO, whether that's just a group of friends wanting to set something up, your purpose is already within you. And I think COVID has given us the space to surface that, articulate that. It's not something that, sorry, but this whole discover your purpose is not something you find, you know, it's something that you need to kind of literally find within you maybe, but not find from external. So that's what we do with businesses and organizations, but very much there is a personal purpose there too. And if people are wanting to figure out how do I remain profitable and therefore become sustainable by living out my purpose, I guess we're, we're here. And our purpose from day one was to help businesses in Asia live out their purpose and embed sustainability because great to have a Patagonia. It's great to have an MS, a Unilever, but we're not, we're not championing more Asian businesses. It's only recently that we're seeing real Asian homegrown businesses being ikigai driven, being purpose driven. Mm, so right, we right. want more right. of that. Yeah. We, we really want to celebrate, you know, this Thai company, this food company in Vietnam or the Philippines or, you know, Hong Kong companies being in the top 20 of the most sustainable companies of the world. That's the goal. And so people can reach me on LinkedIn and Instagram, which I have embraced pre-COVID okay. um, a bit late. But I'm, I'm following you there too. Okay. Yeah, go yeah. on. I just followed you as well. Okay, so great. Pat G. Dwyer on Instagram and Pat G. Dwyer on Twitter as well. Awesome. I'm uh, not on Facebook so though. I'm not on Facebook. I said, yeah, I'm not okay. on Facebook though. I still am not. No, but thank you, Deeps. This has been so fast that hour went by so fast, but I hope that I don't need to wait another COVID run before I see you in person. We will connect. 
we'll get uh, the families together as well. You know, you bring Thanks, your Stephen. dog and, you know, my family. So it's all good, you know. Yeah. But uh, but listen, awesome, Pat. Uh, there's so much for the listeners to take from this. And I'm so glad we had this conversation. So really, big hug and thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining the conversation today. Did you have any moments of clarity? I would love for you to rate and review this episode. Your feedback is crucial to tailoring this content for your growth needs. If you would like to hear more, please be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn and or message me on DM at deepakascoffee.com.